You are listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number nine, brought to you by actionfigureblues.com. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Justin. And Andy. We're three guys living in Australia who collect action figures, statues, and other items from the worlds of comics and pop culture, and we like them so much we made this podcast just to talk about them. This episode, our toy of the week, is the Masters of the Universe Wind Raider, and our discussion topic is to open or not to open. Welcome back, everyone. We're all here again, and how are we this evening? Good. Thank you, Scott. Doing brilliant, mate. Excellent. And um, what have we been up to this week? Justin, let's start with you. Okay. Just had basically a very quiet week in, in Australia. We get to wind down to the uh, four-day long weekend Yay. over Easter. Yay, long weekend. So, yeah, and I think we sort of – the rundown starts on a, probably a Tuesday because no one could be bothered Wednesday or Thursday either, so. And that's the way it goes. Back to Tuesday, we'll probably be backlogged and run off our feet. <laughs> <laughs> so your kids are on holidays at the moment? They are. They started their two weeks uh, school holidays. They go back for one day and then have uh, Anzac Day off. Yay. So. Yay, Anzac Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Andy? Oh, same thing. Um, enjoying the long weekend. It was actually... Uh, it was actually my wife's birthday yesterday, and um, happy birthday, Mrs. Andy! Yeah, and um, I took her. I took her down to. Um, she's a big fan. I don't know if you guys know the comedian Ross Noble, English comedian. Yep. Long black curly hair dude. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. He, he's a. He um. He was actually playing down in Mackay last night, so perfect opportunity. And um, all four of us went down. We took the kids as well, and um. We had a blast. I mean, the guy's brilliant. He, he's a complete ad lib um, comedian. He doesn't get up there with any structure to his performance or anything. He just just rabbits on basically. He's a lot of crowd interaction. Like you, you'll pick on people and ask them questions, and then just go from there. It's a brilliant night. Absolutely brilliant. So, so we had a ball, but um, didn't get back here till the wee hours of this morning, and then we went down to the beach today and just hung out at the beach and. It was good, good day. We're doing it again tomorrow. We've got some friends staying in a resort not far from here. We're going down there to spend the day with them. So nice, relaxing, long weekends. Weather's still perfect here. So sounds fun. Can't complain. Yeah, yeah. sounds fun. We, 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 my kids are in the middle of their school holidays. Um, for anyone listening, we're recording this on Easter Saturday, um, and uh, we went away and did a farm stay this week. Um, which was great fun, and we fed alpacas and um, chick chooks and all kinds of things, so that was good fun. And then I've nice. come home and had a statue collector's quandary today. I've got a couple of statues I'm moving out of the collection at the moment, and I've had that dreaded occurrence where you go to put a statue away and you look at the styrofoam box and you cannot work out 
how to actually get the damn thing back in. Um, and but the the power of the collector community. I went to um, the Statue Marvels website that I hang out at sometimes, and um, just posted. It was it's a Kotobukiya um, Psylocke statue, and I posted in the Kotobukiya section and said, "I'm trying to put this thing away, and I cannot." see how it goes back in this thing like not even close because she's mm. she's kind of at a weird angle and she's got a sword that doesn't detach and um and you know it, can anybody help me out and literally within i'd say about 20 minutes somebody posted a photo for me of the statue in the styrofoam oh uh, really isn't that fantastic Cool. Yeah, so thank you, person who I can't remember. It was greatly appreciated. Um, and the Yay Statue Rivals, and now I can pack up my Psylocke. So, good stuff. Nice. You're still pretty limited in what you can have out at the moment, aren't you? Um, well, depends on what you call limited. I mean, I've got, <laughs> you know, I won't have my a full display until we move into our house that we are going to build if we ever mm. get to build our house. Um, mm. But I do have a, a, you know, kind of a number of display cabinets in, I basically have all my statues on display. Oh, um, you do. So, okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, but these are just a couple that I've decided to sell. I've got, there's so much Bowen stuff coming up and mm. that uh, I've only got a few Kotobukiya statues. And so I've decided that, that they're, not the Bishoju ones, they're different, but they're Danger Room statues. I've decided to eventually sell those, I think. So first step okay. is moving them out of the collection, but first step before that is actually getting them into the box. Um, <laughs> yeah, so mission accomplished on that regard. Oh, fair enough. Yes. Cool. Okay, well, unless anybody has anything else. That's better. Okay, let's get started with some articulated news. To stop the evil doomsday, you need a hero who's more than a man. Superman. He's been called the greatest, the strongest, the first among heroes. High-voltage villain Conduit is powered by Kryptonite, but with Krypton Cannon blasting, Laser Superman powers him down. Conduit will learn, don't mess with the S. Superman. It's the dreaded Doomsday, the most fearsome force in the universe. Even Doomsday will learn, you don't mess with the S. Superman figures each soul separately, blocks not included. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service, but these are just stories that relate to things we're interested in and captured our interest this week. So guys, um, Andy, let's start with you. What news has caught your eye this week? Good news this week for Terminator fans. Terminator fans that are cashed up. <laughs> uh, Hot Toys have uh, made made uh, a few announcements. Now they've um, they've done a new in their six scale. They've done another Terminator Two. It's the DX10 T800 collectible figure. It's Arnie in all his glory from the second movie. Um, basically, they've taken him up to the DX range now, which is sort of the the premium end of the Hot Toys. Um, figures, but looking at him, like all the details there, all the fantastic stuff that you always see with Hot Toys, but I don't think they've done so well on the likeness this time, which is surprising. Anyone's familiar with their previous um, Terminator 2 um, Arnie would have would um, probably agree with me that the likeness just isn't there this yeah, time. Yeah, it's odd considering um, that they've nailed him before. Exactly. That they would you know? miss it this time, but I agree it is a little bit off. 
Yeah, but uh, the the accessories, the clothes, everything is beautiful. Like it's a stunning figure. But yeah, if you want an Arnie likeness, you're probably better off to shop around for the old one. But um, still, it's going to go very well because it's Hot Toys, and Hot Toys is such a uh, huge market these days. It's picked up a lot of collectors in the last couple of years. So, what's different about this one compared to the original one? Well, I don't collect, just, just getting it clear, I don't collect the Terminator figures, but I've uh, got um, a, a good idea of the difference. Now, with the DXs, I don't know if you guys have um, much much familiarity with them all, but they, um, they nope. use things like the, the, the purse system, which is the oh, parallel, yes, yeah, yeah. parallel eyeball rolling system, so you can pose the eyes in different positions. Ah. Um, yeah, just... Um, bit more variety. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the Jack Sparrow that came out a couple of months ago, but... Um, Only in pictures. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's, just, it's just stunning, and it's, it just gives you those extra display options. Same with the, um, the Keaton Batman that's just come out. Oh, yeah, I'm, I should have my Keaton Batman next week. Oh, lucky. Woohoo! Awesome. <laughs> the, they basically, uh, the whole idea of the DX system is just to add a few additional bonuses and features. The eyes are the big one, but um, uh, that uh, this Arnie is going to have a detachable scalp and you can see the Cybertron chip in his head and all oh, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 just additional uh, display options, but um, other than that, it's, it's just uh, a fancier base. So, I think this one is a LED light-up base. Um, so it's just it's just lots of little extra features. Just make them. It just give you extra display options. Cool. And it also gives you an extra big price tag. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's um, an extra feature. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And on the subject of Terminator, they've also um, released a little sneak peek. They've done a one-fourth scale um, Terminator endoskeleton. So um, these ah, guys, Jesus. yeah. What? So quarter scale. Th- th- sorry, quarter scale. Quarter scale. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. So these are big suckers. I, yeah. um, Hot Toys are hinting they're going to be doing a lot more figures in this scale. Um, so of course the price point is going to be climbing up with it as well. And it's just a teaser image at this point. But it's it's a stunning looking figure. If um, if anyone's into Terminators, they're going to be all over these. Like crazy. Again, there's not much info on it yet. It's just a teaser image, but I expect it to go well. They've also hinted they're going to be doing quarter style uh, predators and a few other bits and pieces. So big times ahead. I don't know how Tot Toys are going to get all this out. I mean, they're going they're going hard on the on the um, on all the Avengers stuff at the moment. So, Absolutely. You know, they've got that much solicited at the moment. It's crazy. Well, th- their business must be. Hugely expanding, you would think. And, and as you know, the aftermarket prices on these is just insane, so you have to jump on fast. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's about it for me. Thanks, Andy. Justin, what cool. news have you got for us today? Okay, we've just seen the, uh, well, I'm reading this from Action Figure Insider, the packaged pictures of two new Masters of the Universe Classics subscription figures for May. Okay, the first figure we have there is uh, Slush Head. Now, he was from the New Adventures of He-Man. I was going to say, I think I went to high school with him, but that's (laughs) obviously a different dude. Slush Head, okay. (laughs) Yes, I'm not 
overly familiar with the character. Um, new adventures happened in a time when I was sort of out of toy collecting. But if I look at the prepackaged picture here that I can see, I mean, he looks quite nice. He'll go along with Optic, who has also been released uh, previously from the um, New Adventures of E-Man. And the other figure is the one that you've probably heard about or the conjecture about is the Mighty Spector. Now, he was the character that was um, designed by Toy Guru for the competition back in the 80s where the Fearless Photog figure won. Oh, really? Is that? I did not realise that that's where that came from. That's clever. Yeah, that oh, is right. Toy Guru's entry from when he was a child So, or a kid. So it's found its way into the collection line. There's there's not much love for him out there to do this. <laughs> They say he's a bit of a Deadpool uh, knockoff, but, I mean, Deadpool came after yeah. the creation of this character, supposedly. Yeah. So there he is in all his purple and yellow glory. <laughs> <laughs> as glorious as purple and yellow gets, anyway. That's correct. Yeah. Camouflage was never a thing in the Master Universe universe, was it? <laughs> uh, and this guy is a, uh, a time agent. So uh, there may be future stories involving him going back and forth throughout the universe. But up to this stage, we're, we're getting some uh, mini-comics that are going to start with Thunder Punch He-Man, and there may be a bit of uh, backstory for him in those, so we're just waiting at the moment to see what the full realisation of his character is. But he's he's the guy that's causing most conjecture at the moment. <laughs> and to do he's, that... He's not part of this, the normal subscription, is he? He's not part of Club Eternia. No, he's from he's, the. Um, I should have prefaced that he was yeah. from the thirtieth um, anniversary line. Cool. So he's from the additional um, club they had going for that. Yeah. Did Did you partake of that? I did. Oh, you did. Oh, I good, did. Good on you. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't, but I still ended up buying Fearless Photog because that's one that I recognise. Um, yes. But um, I I don't think that the Mighty Spector is going to fall into my lap. No. <laughs> Big uh, grimace. <laughs> That's what happened to Grimace. He went to the gym and <laughs> started working out. Grimace <laughs> revealed. Grimace revealed. That's about it. It's probably a, a pretty slow month for Masters of the Universe classics. Yeah. But there, you do have some other Masters of the Universe news. I do. Uh, okay, so DC have just announced that um, they'll be uh, bringing out a He-Man comic. Um, now, it's from uh, James Robinson, so that's all good. Um, now, I'm reading from a Comic Vine press release, and this comes from According to DC, so I'll read it verbatim. Uh, in the new series, Robinson reintroduces the Masters of the Universe to comic readers with Skeletor having won a major victory and rewriting the world of Eternia, where he now rules from Castle Grayscale, and the Masters have no memory of their former glory. Uh, Adam is a simple woodsman, haunted by dreams of a heroic warrior, wielding a powerful sword in battle. Uh, he is found by a mysterious sorceress who tells him his dreams are of the way the world should be, that he is Eternia's champion, He-Man. Uh, Adam sets off on a quest to regain his power and re reawaken the masters of the universe. Mm. So, Now, of course, because it's James Robinson, that means it's going to start with some character dying a huge, horrible, brutal death. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that could be Mighty Spector. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be okay then. 
<laughs> I'm actually looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I support anything that sort of comes out, and to have a bit of uh, rewritten history. I mean, it's definitely interesting to uh, see which way they'll go. There's no official canon for Masters of the Universe, so I guess things like this are, uh, can be uh, quite easily delved into. There's no real um, straightforward history. Now, I don't necessarily follow Masters of the Universe news super closely, mm-hmm. although I do collect the figures. Is this something that you had an idea was coming, or is it a surprise? Uh, no idea. No idea at all. Mm-hmm. I think the only inkling uh, I had was that um, there was a... A post at He-Man Org, but ages ago, saying that they would be exploring other um, entertainment uh, venues to release He-Man in the future, and this sort of came out of the blue. And I'm looking forward to the news. Well, that's after the comic, rather, yeah. Very good. Anything else from you, Justin? No, that's about it, uh, Scott. Okay, well, I've got two things. Just back to uh, Hot Toys. The other Hot Toys announcement that came out this week are two new editions of the Iron Man Mark VI. And uh, one of them is particularly interesting. There's there's two um, new versions coming out. One is called the Joint Promo Edition, and then one is the Movie Promo Edition. Now, the Movie Promo Edition is limited to 3,000 pieces. Um, it has... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, swappable head, and it's obviously been redone in the lead-up to the new toys coming out for the movie. Um, but the the really interesting one is this joint promo edition, which is going to give completists a nervous breakdown because <laughs> it's limited to 16 pieces worldwide. Now, it's... What? Yeah, yeah, it's exclusively limited to 16 pieces for a particular event that's happening in Hong Kong. Um, and what is different, and it's something to do with uh, linking up with Pepsi, um, and it, the thing that's different about it is that it has a different Robert Downey Jr. head sculpt, and his hair is different. It's hanging in front of his face. Um, yeah, so, and it has a light-up base as well. I don't know if the other one... Um, no, the other one doesn't, so it's got a light-up no, base as well. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, someone like me who, even though I actually do have or, or you know, am trying to collect the different Iron Man versions, but I'm not going to lose sleep over um, not having this particular one. Um, I don't need the movie promo one either, and one Mark Six is enough. Uh, but anyone who is a completist with these things is going to... Um, be a little bit antsy about this one, I would imagine. I'll be interested to hear what um, they have to say about it because I don't know how that's going to go down. You know, something that's basically going to be impossible to own. So mm, I, yeah. I just thought that was worth mentioning. I mean, I think that you know, Hot Toys, um, you know, it is a Hong Kong company, and they do do some exclusive that's, that are. Um, obviously regional just like the sorry if you heard that noise that was me bashing the toy of the week which is sitting here for the, the demonstration that's coming just up testing. at the moment <laughs> just, yeah, just testing. It, it works everyone <laughs> um the yeah you know and like they had a special edition war machine that was linked to milk magazine um 
you know, a while back and then another version of that, that has, has come out. So yeah, they do do things like that and they're allowed to do that. Um, but because it's their product, but I can just imagine that the hot toys Iron man completists are not going to be too happy about this particular, uh, 16 piece exclusive. I'd love to be able to get my hands on one just so that I could sell it. (laughs) It's going to be worth a fortune. And then something very different. Um, if you follow the action, figure blues blog then uh something that we promoted this week was the launch of a new website called mint condition collection and uh, this was a press release that we received i get a fair few uh notices and press releases and um i don't usually pass many of them on because most of them are really just kind of trying to sell something and that's not what we're on about but this one i thought was interesting because it is a website that is um designed to provide people with a database that they can use to organize their collection. And having had a look at it, it it does seem to be quite a good service and um, have quite a comprehensive range of uh, offerings in terms of what they've got in the database for you to add. Um, One of the main things that I looked for, first of all, was whether or not it included statues. And it does have a very comprehensive statue section with all the different manufacturers that you might um, you know, expect to be able to find. And, uh, I found I've, I've just started setting up my, uh, collection in there. It's something that I've actually been thinking about. You know, I really need to get organized. I have a fair few pieces. Um, it'd be good to be able to have a, a database or a spreadsheet somewhere where I can kind of see in one place, um, what I've got. And, uh, this looks, like something promising there's two different ways that i can see that you can add things to your collection you can go through the existing database so for instance if i um did a search for a character like banshee it'll then bring up the different collectibles that they have um, that are attached to that character and then there's a button there where you can just add that directly to your collection from the the search page you can add reviews and your own ratings or your own pictures to it. Um, but that there are pictures for uh, quite a few of the, the, the pieces in there as well, but then you can also go through and add pieces that aren't already in the database as well. And, um, it does look like it, it is designed to be a free service. I, I suspect that there probably are, you know, paid levels to it. If you want to go deeper, which I haven't done at this point. So, um, they're not sponsoring us. We're not promoting it in any official way. I'm just mentioning it as, um, something that collectors might want to check out. And their website is mintconditioncollection.com. So have a look. And, uh, th- there's definitely more features than what I have talked about or explored. So it's just something that's worth having a go. And if you do sign up and, uh, find it useful or not please let us know because we'd be interested in your feedback okay yeah it looks like it'd be a it's a good resource for helping people find those rare pieces too well uh, yeah and i think it's interesting looking in there now because i'm i'm have been spending some time lately back collecting some of the older dc direct statues um because you Mm. know there's not necessarily a lot coming up that i am interested in in that in that area but there are you know a number of years of dc direct statues that were around before i started collecting and there i actually discovered a couple that i didn't even know existed just from having a play with the site so i think it's you know good from that kind of perspective 
as well as the organizing yourself perspective. So I know there are other sites that have done this or have tried to do this, and it's definitely something that you can set up for yourself as well. But I just thought that it was worth mentioning as potentially a good resource for people with afflictions like us. Well, it's good too because there's, there's the opportunity there for reviews. So if you're considering something, you've got a chance there to um, find it and, and see if it's worth your time. And yep. There's also got a section there for custom. So, yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting setup actually. Yeah. I will say having had a go at um, trying to add some pieces to my collection, like it, it, it does work, but I did find the database a little bit slow. Um, mm. So I don't know if that was just my I tried a couple of different times on different computers. So, you know, I mean, they're obviously, uh, you know, a small business starting up. So do, you know, it obviously requires a tiny bit of patience. Um, but I, I was able to set up some things in my collection and also add a couple of reviews as well. Um, so definitely worth having a play with. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, that wraps up the articulated news. We will be right back with the toy of the week. Each sold separately. Superman, Batman, Incredible Hulk. You can make them do their thing. Even make Spider-Man slide down a string. Lots of action for one and all. Action figures over seven inches tall. These superhero action figures each sold separately. Batman, Superman, Incredible Hulk, and Spider-Man each sold separately by Mego. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about favorite or bizarre items from our collection. And this week, Justin has the Toy of the Week, and we're going to be doing something that we haven't done to this point and review a vehicle. So over to you, Justin. Okay, this uh, week's Toy of the Week is the Masters of the Universe Classics Wind Raider. Now, it's the first, and if you believe some of the online gossip the only vehicle that will be released for some time in the masters of universe classics uh, i range. never believe online gossip <laughs> what's wrong with you isn't it if it's typed it's true oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> if it's on the internet it's so the... be true yeah oh oh yeah the stuff on the internet absolutely i believe all yeah. of that yeah anyway go on Okay, the original Wind Raider was released in the first wave of uh, of Master of the Universe back in 1982. Uh, it was described then as a heroic assault launcher. Um, now, the, the the thing you first notice about the Wind Raider is the box art. Um, now, the box art was is painted by the original painter who did the original box art. His name is Rudy Obrero. Um, now, it's a very nice oil painting, and it shows uh, He-Man scooting away in the Wind Raider, followed by uh, Skeletor, uh, Beastman, and Evil Lynn in Rotons. Uh, oh, okay, so that that explains you know one of the things that I noticed when I um, opened mine, which I've actually just done today, um, that that there's no window, you know, no. Uh, uh, packaging, yeah. and I was wondering you know why that was, but it's a throwback to the original packaging. Yeah, clever. It's, yeah, it's a very nice uh, bonus. I mean, if if uh, Mattel get a, get along to releasing these prints somewhere along the line, I'm sure they've got a, a good uh, customer base for those as well. Um, now, also on the um, on the box itself, there's a schematic on the back. Uh, it goes through the uh, uh, details of of what uh, the Win Road is all about. And if you see down in the left hand corner, I think it is. It's signed off by Duncan, who is of course Man at Arms. Mm-hmm. So that's another nice little bonus there as well. Okay, now 
you take this beautiful thing out of the box <laughs> and you put it together. You have to snap the wings in. That's about the only uh, thing you have to do. Um, comes with an optional. Uh, sorry, comes with a stand as well. Um, now the difference between the original and this one is that all of the detail is sculpted and made painted beautifully. Mm. Um, the original had the uh, the sticker sheet that uh, had to go along with it. Looking at mine from 1982 hasn't fared well, so this is a much better option. <laughs> Good old sticker sheets. <laughs> yes. Um, now, what, we'll go for the details again. It was, you can see the console where the pilot sits. It's offset the detail with the little computer graphics and buttons all painted in different colours. Yeah. Um, it's really a nice touch. Um, the metallic parts on the outside with the rivets and, and the little extras you see it there as well different from the green which breaks it up a little bit this vehicle also has an action feature i don't know if you know this uh, scott you're saying you opened yours today yes if you wind it if you put the hook all the way in the grappling hook yep uh, and you press the green rivet on the right hand side the hook will actually fire out on the so, right hand side yep. oh shit <laughs> uh, just to, um for the viewers don't do it when it's actually facing you <laughs> yeah, because someone could lose an eye. That's right. Okay, Just thanks. be very careful. Thanks a lot, Justin. No worries. You're trying to kill me. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I actually, I was actually sitting here thinking, I need to ask if that fires, and then when I do, I need to... Um, move it away from me but then you caught me by surprise and so i just tried it <laughs> yeah also the, the winding feature um if you're having trouble with it i mean most people would know by now you just have to lift it up to wind the grappling hook back in and then you just pop it back down uh the engine bays they both open to reveal some missiles and some other assorted uh, wires and gadgets and so forth oh wow yeah um, what else we have here? Yeah, action feature the um, the stand. Now the stand it comes along with a stand. It does take up a lot of space. The wingspan is is quite yeah, it's quite large. But I've seen people hanging hanging it on the wall, so it gives you that option on the stand to lean it back at all different angles as well. So it's um, it's quite useful the stand for doing that as well. It's um, like a ball jointed stand, is it? Yeah. It is. So it has like a, okay. a rotation from side to side and is is and so the stand on and back and forth. So is the stand replicating something from the original or is that new for this version? No, it's it's new for this version. Cool. I, I guess they would have uh realized how much room it would have taken up and just give it that option to sort of hang it on the wall. It it is a, a really impressive um addition. I think it, it just you know, it looks fantastic, even if you just want to use it as a, a way of raising it within your display. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I guess if this is the only vehicle we get, it's uh, it's very, very well done. Trying to look at these things objectively when you do reviews, and I can't really pick out a, a, a bad point. I guess the only thing is it, it just sits one figure, but, I mean, that's neither here nor there. The original did as well, but I can't really fault any uh, any problems at all with it. <laughs> the truth <laughs> now i mentioned before that i've only opened mine today i i received this obviously when it came out but i've been so far behind with masters of the universe uh reviews at the site that i've just been chucking these you know aside and uh, then i had a big a hiccup earlier in the year with my subscription and didn't know if i'd be sticking with it um so this was a 
very good reason to have to dig this out of the storage today, and I, I am absolutely blown away by it. It's actually kind of re-enthused my um, interest in, in the line, really, um, because it's just such a, a great piece. But it's interesting, having just introduced my eldest child to Star Wars last night, um, the the moment I picked it out, the first thing that I thought was land speeder. Mm. Oh, I should have mentioned as well. There are wheels on the bottom, so if you want to take it off the stand, you can you can roll it um, along the table as well. It is um, it's obviously for for kids to play with. My four year old loves it. He uh, <laughs> flies it around. <laughs> you let your four year old play with your toys? I do. Ooh. I do indeed. <laughs> I was going to say that it looks like a really robust toy. Like it's doesn't look flimsy at all. It looks really well put together from what I can see in these pictures. It's robust enough to try and kill me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Just well, well, um, Justin saying, given to his four-year-old, I don't see why it'd be a problem with this. It's, yeah, no, really well, I must add, he's he's very much supervised when he does play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. But still, you wouldn't be, you know, totally worried about it because, yeah, it's just, yeah, no, it's all a piece. The sculpted, yeah. the sculpted elements of it, in in terms of the detail on the wings and on the body, I think you know really make it. And um, I, I really like the use of the metallic paint as well, both the you know the gold highlights on the the wings, yeah. and then the metallic green highlights on the body of the Wind Raider. Definitely add something to it. Is that something that's new compared to the original? Yeah, definitely. The, the original had those uh, sculpted details. Yeah. Um, not exactly the same, but uh, details nonetheless. But they were just sculpted in, in one uh, green plastic. And obviously the wings and the uh, tail fin and the grappling hook were were yellow, yellow orange in colour. So, yeah, um, that's. I really can't add anything else, like I said before. It's, uh, now, I'm a bit slow, as you may have gathered, but... Mm-hmm. The, you guys said a moment ago that this base can be used to mount it to the wall. Yep. Wow. Well, it, there's you can, but you have to. There's no actual uh, hole for it, so you may no. have to drill okay. a hole. <laughs> if, you, if you make a hole, okay. yes. and then the the end of the base is ball jointed. That's correct. So that you can um, angle the vehicle in different directions. That's right. There's a few examples online of people who have, have, have uh, taken that option on, and obviously to save to save shelf space, it, uh, it comes in as a handy option as well. Fantastic. Yeah. So, it, sorry, sorry if you're going to fire the grappling hook, just do it away from you. Yeah, do, do it away from your face, <laughs> and, and definitely away from my face, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looks like the uh, the cockpit's just the right size too for a figure. Looks like they're not flopping around in there or anything. Looks like they sit in very comfortably. Yeah. A lot of these eighty toys, you chucked chucked a figure in there and they sort of flopped around in there, but it looks yeah, it looks really just just perfectly scaled. It is, yeah, it's snug. I've got my He-Man sitting in there at the moment, um, and he sits beautifully. 
fits no problem and he he also can is articulated correctly to be able to sit in it comfortably too which i mean not hello not comfortably for him uh but <laughs> easily <laughs> i'm not going to ask him if he's comfortable or not um, and he's smiling <laughs> Happy. Well, he's got a bit of a furrowed brow actually yeah, yeah. I, I think it might be because he's distressed because he was nearly involved in my demise um, yeah um, that's the way I'm interpreting it anyway. So, Wind Raider, <laughs> thumbs up all around for the Wind Raider. Hopefully that uh, the budget, we, we're often told that the budget for Masters of the Universe Classics is, is very low and not a priority, but if there's any way to do it, I'm sure the fans will appreciate it. If this is the, if this is the level of vehicles we're going to get, I'm sure fans will say bring it on from yeah. price point. I think it was $45 US when it was first uh, released, and probably worth every every penny as well you know when I, when I was unpacking this tonight you know be, being involved with Mattel and their different lines has been a bit of a downer at the moment um mm-hmm. you know n- a number of you know, levels but I really looked at this and I looked at the artwork on the box and and I thought you know this is an example of what they do when they get it right and I you know I'm sure that we cannot appreciate the different uh, barriers that get in the way of them bringing to us what they would like to on each occasion. Um, but, you know, when you see examples like this and like the Legion of Superheroes box set that we did a couple of episodes ago that obviously show, you know, such a great um, love for the property and, you know, affinity with the characters and an understanding of what the fans want, you know, that they definitely have to be given credit for successes like this. Yeah, I couldn't. You well said. Couldn't have had anything there. That's uh, it's like I said. If they're going to give us vehicles on this scale, and you said we don't know the ins and outs, no. and when they do it right, they hit it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if you had to give it a rating out of ten dollars, how many dollars? Well, I, I hate to mark things perfect, so I'll give it a nine point five. Oh, what's what? What is it? Lost point five for? I don't know if I if, if, I never give a perfect <laughs> because rating. it tried to kill me. <laughs> yeah, well there yeah, you go. More point zero point five percent off. <laughs> Thanks. That, that's what my life is worth to you. It's good to know. Oh, <laughs> I lashed out in that last week and gave a perfect ten. <laughs> I went wild. I help it. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, if Mattel are listening, they know that uh, okay. Well, he's only give us a nine point five. We're going to have to try even harder next time. <laughs> oh, that's right. Harsh critic. Maybe inc- maybe include a figure. Yeah, well, there you go. Now, that, actually, that brings up a point, just having a bit of a look at the classic one. Did, did a He-Man figure come with the original one? Ooh, there could have been a uh, box set that was later released, okay. um, but I'm pretty sure it, it came by itself. Okay, because yep. I, did, I did see some pictures of a box set with a He-Man as well, but yeah. I wasn't sure if that was the original. Yeah. I think it, well, if we, I don't want to get screamed down, but uh, from my memory, <laughs> it came by itself. <laughs> Seriously, whatever we do, someone's going to tell us we're wrong anyway. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to sin, sin abundantly, that's what I say. <laughs> um, the only reason I don't know is because I didn't buy my toys back then. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, the, I think you know, I, I had um, He Man and maybe I maybe four or five other. Uh, figures, and then that was kind of the end of it for me because I was going out of that phase because I'm a bit older than you are, and um, so. But I, I do remember this being around, but it was after I stopped 
buying those you know those figures so mm-hmm. it's fantastic to have one now yeah definitely well thank you mattel and thank you justin no problem great job and very fun to do our first vehicle as a toy of the week good stuff great well that wraps up toy of the week when we come back we will be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week duke in trouble scramble the storm eagle a gi joe storm eagle has a hidden water cannon that shoots up to 20 feet but the cobra liquidator is making a splash and the parasite's launching catapult missiles Mobilize the Patriot! It's the G.I. Joe Patriot with a huge mortar cannon that really fires! G.I. Joe Patriot, Storm Eagle, Cobra, Parasite, and Liquidator sold separately. I found the Barracuda! But Duke's gone! So glad you could join us! We're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. Andy, I'm going to start with you. Anything new for you, either in acquisitions or pre-orders this week? Uh, no new acquisitions this week. I have put a new pre-order in. Um, you guys, I don't know if I've ever told you guys about any of this. I, I'm a bit of a uh, ancient military history buff as well. The things uh, you learn about people. Yeah, no, I've, uh, something I've been in for, into for many, many years. Probably tracks back as far back as my love for um, comics and what have you. And um, a company called Caustic Plastic is releasing a, um, a Roman legionary figure in six scale. Now, this is um, a figure I've been passionately hoping for for some time. Um, everyone recognises a Roman legionary when they see one. That's the classic plate armour and what have you. And... Um, uh, Caustic Plastic, I've actually been following... <laughs> I don't know one. if I could recognise one when I see Oh, them. you would. They've even been on Doctor Who, you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, they're, they're probably one of the most uh, recognisable ancient warriors of all time. And, you know, the Roman army was the first real professional army. So, you know, they um, followed around. And as I say, I've been following Caustic Plastic on this for some time. They've sort of been sharing the whole development of this figure as, it, as, it, as um, they've gone through, and they've spent a lot of time at museums and what have you, making sure they get it as accurate as possible. And um, they've recently just put it up for, for pre-order. Um, it's due out in the next couple of months. I've actually ordered mine through one of um, AFB's sponsors, the Big Bad Toy Store, so um, I'm covered for that. And... Yeah, it's 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 exciting addition to my collection. I've got a um, I've got a few six scale uh, figures already. I've got a uh, a knight's hospitaller, and uh, I've got a, a, a Greek hoplite. Well, actually, it's a custom. I've bought all the parts to make one because there's not not one that I sort of been able to find that looks of any great quality. And I've actually got a Roman Tribune as well. And this guy is the one I've wanted for a long time. Another company brought one out a few years ago and it's it's one of the rarest figures to find of all so this was a golden opportunity that i was going to miss so this led to my little historic collection wow uh, yeah so so this is a this is a six scale figure that's right yep yep oh, highly very highly detailed i was going to say it looks incredibly detailed now that i'm looking at yeah. the links that you sent us yeah, so I made sure I sent you some pictures because it, yeah. it just blew me away. And I said these guys have been sort of blogging and all along showing the development of it, and it's been, you know, it's been a real labor of, labor of love from from Caustic Plastic. It's uh, it's very exciting. So 
that's about it. There's no superheroes or anything for me this week, just a bit of history. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Andy. No worries. <laughs> and uh, Justin, what about you? Are you going to educate us as well? or? Oh, I don't know about that. You you guys are pretty smart. I don't know if I can bring anything to the table. Oh. But, uh... <laughs> what are you after? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm on a bit of a mission to collect... Uh, Defenders back issues at the moment. Yay, Defenders. Yeah, I'm finding uh, going for very uh, good prices on eBay at the moment. Um, quite reasonable. This week picked up issues 33, 36, and 52. Um, sort of not collecting in any order. Just want to get the first. I think it was 152 issues. But um, what I can see on eBay, especially Australia, that um, they're quite plentiful. Um, maybe I shouldn't broadcast that because I want them all for me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, <laughs> let me know when you're done because, yeah, okay. so, I, like, I would love to own some of those early. I, I've my defenders goes only back to about the twenties, um, you know, and I've never really looked for those earlier issues, but they're around. Then I'm keen, but I'll wait. Let me know when you're done so that we're not competing. Sure, no worries. And the other one I picked up, oh, but sorry, other back issue I picked up was a Blue Beetle from Modern Comics, uh, number three, 1967 date, um, for $4. Boy, you're going nuts, man. Yeah, well, Blue Beetle I'll I'll get, but I think Modern Comics was an offshoot of Charlton, but I'm not too sure. I'm sure someone out there will be able to help us with that, but. It's um mm. and it has a backstory with uh, question for the last few pages as well. So fantastic, it's quite interesting. Yeah. I, I might really like the artwork. And is a very good said, year too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, I think you know you you've got to look at those nineteen uh, seventies Marvel comics. Just going back to Defenders, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's just something uh, amazing. Still, you look back at it, and it just has aged so well. Um, it's just such great stuff to read. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm 100% with you there. You know, you get the first sort of uh, in-depth uh, look at Valkyrie and Hulk in a team sort of format and Hellcat and Nighthawk. It's mm. Great stuff. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Okay, anything else from you, Justin? That's about it for me this week. Okay. Um, I only got one thing this week which was I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I had ordered the Professor Xavier statue from Bowen Designs um, it's, this is the 90s version of him in his yellow hover chair um, and I was had originally held off on that but when I saw some pics from other people um, it really is a fantastic piece it's sculpted by Karam Alavi who is a um, Bowen sculptor that I quite like and um, it it's fantastic. It's got a um, a base that with two different levels in it, so that the stand in between the base and the hover chair, you can choose how high you want it in relation to other um, statues. So that's going to look pretty good with my Bowen X-Men. Um, I've got a couple of things on the way. I've got a shipping notice today for the Hot Toys um, Iron Man Mark II, there's a new version, Armor Unleashed version coming out. I don't have the original Mark II, so I was pretty keen to get in on this. And uh, that hopefully should be here sometime next week. And also, um, as I mentioned before, my um, Michael Keaton Batman um, 
it should be here sometime next week as well. So I'm very excited about that. That's um, something I'm really looking forward to. And uh, the other thing as well, which is a bit different, I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast that I have been working on commissioning a custom statue and I have gotten things to the point where I'm able to talk about it. And if you go to the, Action Figure Blues Forum as well. I've already posted there. I am working with Kurama Lavi um, on doing a custom statue of Captain Marvel 2 or Photon or Monica Rambo, the female um, Avenger. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm very excited. He's, you know, it's a statue that I'm not convinced that we're going to see from Bowen. You know, Randy Bowen has said that he doesn't have a affinity for the character and doesn't think that it will sell. Um, so, you know, it's something that may come along at some point, but she, she was a, a really central character in the Avengers when I started reading it. Um, and, uh, is actually one of the longest serving Avengers if you look at, you know, number of issues. So to me, a pretty significant character and someone that, you know, I would be prepared to pay, um, commission kind of money for um Kuramalavi is a digital sculptor so he's done some um uh, protos at this stage just of the the form not the pose i've got an idea of the pose but i've posted up on the um the web page at the at the forum um both that just kind of uh color and the non-color versions that he sent me of just getting the proportions and the costume right of the figure before he poses it so that's ultimately will be something that i'll have to get digitally printed and then painted but he's going to assist me um in getting those things done so still a while to go before i actually have it but you know something that i'm looking forward to kind of sharing the the journey of it as well so something pretty cool yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Have you, have you got any idea of what pose you want her in? Or? I do actually, and I, I will post that in the thread, but it, it's um kind of a, a pose um that's from one of her really early appearances. It's a bit of an iconic pose. I've sent that to him as a bit of a guide, and he's going to have a play with it. So I have a picture okay. that I can post of the pose that I want. I mean, I, I want her to, you know, it's going to have a pretty simple base because I want it to fit with the other Bowen Avengers statues that from that era. Um, so, you know, I've given him an idea of, you know, kind of scale. And he asked me for a couple of other statues that I want it to be, you know, to, to fit with height wise. Um, so that gives, you know, a bit of an idea. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty exciting journey. I think the thing I'm, I'm probably most nervous about is paint in terms of how that's going to work and who, um, that will be done with, but um, Karam has said that he's going to help me with that. So he, he's in Pakistan. So it's a, you know okay. interesting the way that the internet really has turned us into a global community, isn't it? Yeah. I'm looking at the photos now on AFB Forum and advise anyone to who listens to this podcast just to go and check them out because I think if we if we look at this process from start to finish, I think this is going to be one one bit of a ride for everybody i mean those even that digital uh printing or the 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 photos that you posted it looks absolutely fantastic yeah i mean you know it's interesting kind of looking at um you know people's ideas of digital sculpts when they first started coming and um i remember you know back uh with some of the early digital sculpts that that Bowen did, you know, there were some people that were very 
wary of it or not happy with the, you know, not happy with, I guess, the idea of it more than anything. But if, if I look, go and look at my Bowen collection, which is pretty significant, you know, you cannot tell in the finished product um, because it's just a different way of getting the mold. Um, and, you know, what they do with the digital uh, sculpt is they print that and then that becomes the thing that they make the mold out of and then it's cast in the same way and um, you know I can't tell anything different in terms of the detail um, I suppose you know a sculptor might be able to tell the difference um, but for me you know not being skilled or capable in that area or knowledgeable you know I look at it and the end product to me you know it seems the same um, so it, it's something that it's definitely yeah, you know, I'm happy to to go that way, and uh, but I think it is something that I'm going to enjoy sharing the experience of as well as the final product. So that's why I thought I'd start that thread, and I asked Karam for his permission to be able to to share that, and he said he was happy for me to do that. So, yeah, pretty pretty exciting. Pretty exciting, yeah. No, it's going to be great following this through. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Watch you spend your money. It's good. I like watching other people spend their money. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's not cheap, but managed to no. um, space it out so yeah, that, yeah. you know, it's because it's over a long period of time. So we've kind of, you know, we've come to an agreement in terms of, you know, spacing out payments so that it's not going to be, you know, painful um but you know hopefully the end product will i'm not going to know what this process is like until i've actually got it in my hands um and i guess that'll be the judge of it and whether or not it's something that i'd be prepared to do again we'll see you're gonna have a unique piece you're gonna have something a grail piece too so you know it's 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 gonna be a big payoff for you absolutely yeah it's interesting because um you know, just from having kind of teased a bit about it and people commenting on what I've said in the podcast about characters they thought it might be, a couple of the characters that people have guessed, I thought, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so I've definitely, definitely got some ideas for other Avengers that, uh, you know, I might have to go the commission route for, but we'll survive this one first and make sure that it's, you know, a worthwhile process <laughs> before we get there. <laughs> Okay, well, if nobody else has any other items to report, then it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this, bizarro world? Red Carded is the chance to poke fun at the what-the-fuck moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or something even worse. Handing out the penalty this week is Andy, so over to you. You said a rude word. I heard you. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. It's in the script. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Now that we've set the precedent... Mattel. Set the precedent. Have you listened to the last however many episodes? What, what, what? Have you, I, I'm not saying the precedent. Have you listened to the last however many episodes? Justin yeah. Justin said yeah. it. Yeah, Justin said it. Eli said it. Eli said it. Did you say it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was coerced into saying I didn't want to. Oh, please. <laughs> Eli started all that. That all started with him. He did. Well, I guess it's anyway. just, you know, like, is it, is yeah, it okay. WTF or is it what the fuck? And it stands for what the fuck. So, what, what the fuck? <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's right. That's right. We've got the rating at uh, iTunes, so it's all That's good. right. Might, might as well use it. That's right. That's okay. right. Anyway, Get the our fuck good started. friends at Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, um, in classic form of Mattel, there's no official announcement at this stage that I am aware of. I don't know if you guys are. But the Young Justice toy line is being cancelled. Um, yeah, so a, 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 a very confused member over at the Maddie Collector site asked a question. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than one of those. <laughs> yeah, well, this one, this one asked the question, and um, the actual response from the Matty fellow, I don't know which one it is, because he's just down as Matty Justice League, has put, <laughs> unfortunately, as you probably noticed at Target, Young Justice didn't work out well at retail and will be going away. We're disappointed if that's how it can turn out. That doesn't mean you might not see more one day on Matty, which means the line is dead. <laughs> and uh, probably the biggest disappointment in all of this is I'm never going to get my six-inch Miss Martian figure. Mm. Uh, now, I, I know I've said it at least once on air, if not twice since we've been doing this, that that's been my big worry, is that mm. this is going to finish without the main team being complete yeah. so in the end you know we get a six inch batman we get we're, we're getting a six inch sports master mm-hmm. and we don't get a, we don't get a six inch miss martian that's right no. yet again another team incomplete yeah it, it's you know like we were talking about before with wind raider i know that the people at the heart of this thing, you know, they understand us and they know what we want and that they don't, you know, set out to conspire to do these things. And we've got to be careful that, you know, we don't respond that way. Cause I think you can read some stuff that people post, you know, online, it's a bit conspiratorial or that they're out to screw us. And I know that's not the case, but it, when these sort of things seem to happen, you know, pretty consistently, it's hard not to get frustrated. Exactly, exactly. If if Mattel are going to set themselves up as a way they do by answering questions and so forth, would it be so rude of of collectors to ask for just like an official statement because people have invested time and money? No, but we've got it right here, Maddie Justice League. (laughs) Please. Said it. And and I like how, like, you know, it's a preschool character and Mm. and he uses preschool terms like, we'll be going away. Because, you know, we don't want to you know, actually have to say cancelled because that's, you know, that's a bit harsh. So we say it didn't work out well at retail and we'll be going away. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's a bit like Fluffy has gone to a better place. <laughs> to the farm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it, it, ta- it does take Mattel time to craft an actual announcement. We, we're already well aware of this. So this is another case of that. But um, another thing that has sprung out of this is um, the DC Universe Classics line is coming to an end officially. Um, they're talking Wave 21 and that's it. I thought and it came maybe... to an end in Wave 17. when they. Yeah, did well, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as far as semantics go, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and um, so there's basically one more wave for all of this year and then look for something new and exciting in 2013. Yeah. Uh, How does this bode for you guys? You guys have got a lot more money invested in this than I ever have. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm, you know, part of this is obviously dictated by what the retailers want. And, you know, they've obviously um, said no to DC All-Stars. That's what, that's what I kind of read 
in all of it that you know that they haven't gotten on board with what um they proposed and you know it was a ill-conceived and rushed thing from the beginning um that but yeah, so on one level yes please go away and rethink it and um you know i i just when they, when they say you know, we think you'll be happy with what we come up with. I just, you know, the, uh, you got to take that with a grain of salt because, um, you know, yes, we're, we're getting some closer to completing some teams, um, with the things that have been announced for club infinite Earths, but we're not there yet. And, um, yes, we'll wait and see. Yeah. There's a lot of questions to be answered though, isn't there? So there is. As far as team completion goes and what have you, I know they promised to complete the teams, but, uh, they're not showing it as, as such yet. No, just a bit of a farce, really. So what do you think that this last wave of DC Universe Classics is going to contain? I have a bad feeling it's going to be all these you know, figures that didn't find a home in uh, DC All-Stars. So we're going to get Laura Fleas and um, DC uh-huh. New Superman. And, you yeah, know, is... Flashpoint Plastic Man. And... Ah! The Batman re- Beyond release and re-release and what was it, the Black Supergirl? You know, it could yeah. be a pretty ugly way, really. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it'd be great if um, that wasn't the case, but it's hard to imagine. Um, although I suppose if if there's another wave, just I wonder if that means that it'll have a, another Clutch and Connect figure because that could be interesting. Yeah, well, I was just having that thought, and what would they go with, really? Mm. Yeah, I just wonder how... Sorry, go on. Oh, no, mate, I was just wondering how <laughs> what, what numbers they'd be uh, produced in as well. Will this be Wave 21, like the Forgotten Wave, or, you know, it wasn't turning up in stores, and then it did for a little while, and it's too hard yeah. to collect, and blah, blah, blah. Mm. I'm just basically over it, to tell you the truth. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's just like, this is the you know, what number incarnation of what we're getting this year is, you know, we've had, you know, different, different lineups for DC all-stars, canceled waves with DC all-stars, new figures. We've seen so many different figures, um, either announced or previewed at some point. And now where are they going to end up? And I, I, I'll tell you where I hope they don't end up and that's in the subscription. I mean, I think that, that, um, I, I don't want Larflees or, um, superpowers, penguin, or um, whatever, as a subscription figure—that's for sure. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Scary times ahead. So, Mattel, you get the red card this week for killing Young Justice on us. Boo! It's all our fault, but yes. Yeah, I mentioned before that my um, eldest daughter is a big um, Young Justice fan, and she's got all of the Young Justice. Uh, figures, so I know that she's going to be pretty disappointed to hear that. Because the other thing that I don't know in terms of this announcement is what it what it means for um, some of the other things that they'd already announced. Like we, you know, we reported just a few weeks ago that they'd announced a six inch Kid Flash, for example. Does that yeah. mean that this yeah. is not coming now, or that we're, we're still going to get that? But um, not the end of the line. So it'd be nice to have an official announcement instead of a fictional character announcement. But yeah. 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 The guy with the big head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Mattel, I think Mattel has to be leading the red card tally at the moment, that's for sure. Um, but that that's enough of that. Coming up after that one, which is a well-deserved fail, 
will be our discussion topic of the week, to open or not to open. Luke Skywalker handles his saber well, Ben Kenobi. You should know, Yoda. Yes, I've been the Jedi Master for 800 years. Yoda and other action figures each sold separately. Beep, 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 beep. It's okay, R2-D2. I've got my laser pistol. Hold it, Luke. They're afraid of your snake, Yoda. You have nothing to fear. The Force is all around us. Yoda and other action figures each sold separately. From Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. From Kenner. Tonight we're considering an issue that faces every toy collector at some point. Do I open my collectibles so that I can display them loose and perhaps even play with them, or do I keep them mint in the package they came in? There are several factors that seem to influence this decision, including display and storage space, resale value, and aesthetics. In the end, of course, it's a personal choice. First off, we're going to discuss our own approaches to opening or collecting in a package, and then we're going to have a look at some of the feedback that our listeners have given us over the week on this topic. Justin, why don't we start with you? What's your verdict when it comes to opening or not? Okay, uh, for me, collecting six-inch figures and the variety we've uh, we've gotten over the last, say, well, ten years, including uh, Marvel Legends and DC uh, Universe, I don't think I'd have the space um, to keep things on card. Um, that's one factor. And also I like to uh, just take them out of the package and they're toys. I think they should be um, posed and played with and, and uh, messed around with. Uh, now, if that continued on to Masters of the Universe Classics as well as come out, I just wouldn't have the space to keep things on card. Hmm. Um, and the poses, I mean, you can get uh, Captain America in about to fling his shield, Silver Surfer surfing on his surfboard on the shelf, <laughs> what else, Dragon Man with his wings extended. Um, all those things would be lost um, if it remained in the package. Um, I can appreciate packages that have some sort of um, quality to them. You, you discussed a couple of weeks ago about the um, the Justice League of America, yep. how you have the packaging that incorporates um, sound effects. The Infinite Heroes Starro pack. Yeah, yep. I can understand that your reluctance of to well it can't be opened hmm. that kind of packaging but um looking around i don't really have anything on package at, at all um a few uh marvel legends that are just going to be used for custom uh, fodder bases in the future just haven't got around to uh opening but i've opened nearly everything rare things like stealth iron man from the original uh, marvel legend series and all different kinds of things that are uh, proudly displayed opened. So <laughs> my verdict is that I'm an opener and proud of it. <laughs> you're an opener. <laughs> this is a bit like, you know, whether you're a folder or a scruncher. It's a, it's a different debate. But <laughs> So, um, Andy, are you a folder? Or a, I mean, are you, a, are you a, an opener or not? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit of both. I am. Um... When I first got seriously into collecting, I used to keep everything in, in on on their cards or in their packages, whatever. That for me was just it just uh, worked out display wise. I liked it more, but as time went on, I, I just really start to resent having all my stuff having all my stuff in packages and not being able to sort of um, set up heroic displays of my characters and what have you, and just get that enjoyment out of them. So I did change over. And the majority of my stuff I do open now. I think that explain much better. Saying that, there are things that I like to keep in the package. I think they just look better in their packages. Um, for example, that 
DC Infinite Heroes Starro set. I just think that just looks too damn good in the box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just looks like the cover, and that, I mean, that was the whole point of it. And, you know, I, I can't bring myself to cracking that one open. But um, uh, another example is um, my first... My first complete Justice League collection. Now, I, I sort of, when Superpowers came out, I was doing other things. I sort of, that was a stage where my whole um, superhero obsession, etc., sort of was on hiatus, I suppose you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first got back into it, it was when um, Total Justice came out. Now, these are pretty daggy-looking figures, as you all know. <laughs> but it was my first complete JLA collection. And for that reason, it just holds a bit of significance for me. So I've kept those guys on card. And um, that's the way I'm going to be displaying them again, just because it was the first time I managed to complete a team. So that's a sentimental reason. And there's a couple other things I keep in the packages, a couple of exclusives and what have you that just, to me, just look better. But the rest of them, they're all broken out and living free and doing what they're meant to do is standing together, looking tough or... What have you? So I, I just, you know, I, resale value doesn't come into the equation for me at all. I, um, you know, if I buy something, uh, I fully intend to keep it. You know, I'm, I'm not a completist except when it comes to Batmobiles, as I've made very apparent before. But um, resale value isn't a thought. I've sold things off, but that's they go as they are. But um, no, I prefer to have them out and, and together and just looking like they should be together, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Just just further to that, I'm astounded when you, you see things on eBay like uh original Star Wars figures still in packaging. Can you imagine what kid uh was given that as a gift and oh no, I'm not gonna open that. <laughs> Back that, then. That's right. Who had the foresight then before yeah. this was a thing? Yeah, I mean I, I, I really wonder, did people, you know, do that or are these you know, figures that people have come across later on, you know, that were never sold or whatever. I mean, who knows? Maybe there were people then that that did collect in that way, but it it seems like it would have been a bit of a foreign thing compared to now where collecting on the card is a, you know, a very common hobby. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, as for me, you know, I – I started off uh, collecting on the card when I first um, discovered these adult collector action figures, and it was not just DC Direct, but also I discovered, you know, the Toy Biz X-Men figures as well. Um, I didn't open any of them. I had them all on the card. I wasn't interested in um, loose figures. I was only collecting ones that were mint on card, and I had them in... Uh, a series of you know big plastic storage bins mm. and then it got to the point where <clears throat> you know I'd, I'd amassed quite a bit in a fairly short amount of time from some clever eBaying and just being slightly addicted I guess and when I then looked at that and thought right I've got too much here I can't keep collecting all of this I'm just going to focus on the DC figures I sold the other figures um sometimes I wish I hadn't sold my Toby's X-Men figures but I did um and then you know I I kind of got to the point where I thought you know if I don't if I can't really look at these if I can't 
you know, enjoy them? What's the point of having them? Um, and that's where I, I decided then to become an opener. So I guess I'm a, a, a born again opener or, a, <laughs> or, a, or a re- reformed mint on a card collector. I'm not sure <laughs> what it is, but, um, you know, it's quite a, it's quite a, a big decision when you've kind of collected in that fashion, um, to, oh. But, you know, I, I guess I had the first opportunity to have a display because I didn't have a, a place to display it when I first started collecting. And then we'd moved house and I had the opportunity to set up some shelves and I got spousal permission to <laughs> <coughs> initially just have three shelves. <laughs> that's where <laughs> that's where all this started was just three shelves of loose three DC shelves. direct figures. <laughs> um, it might have changed a little bit since then um but yeah i just you know I, I enjoyed my figures a lot more um being able to group them and put them in teams and even though i don't have them on display at the moment and i've kind of moved more to statues um i don't regret opening them because i you know i still enjoy being able to display them i found some good you know um plastic storage now where i can display uh, where I can store the figures loose, but still kind of keep them in groups and be able to look at them because it's clear on both sides and it's like all kind of fishing tackle sort of boxes. Yeah. Um, so that that gives me that kind of you know collecting buzz as opposed to having them just in in Ziploc bags or, or that kind of thing. I, I like organizing them and, and and doing that, but I definitely don't regret opening them. Um, but I do I do keep some things. You know, if I'm not sure if I'm going to keep something, um, you know, you get something like it might be a subscription figure that you think oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this or I'm going to sell it. Then obviously I don't open it. Um, I have never opened my Star Sisters, for example, <laughs> because <laughs> I just I can't they're kind star of sisters. because they're Star Sisters. That's right. Yeah, because I just can't really come at them as a, <laughs> as a I, don't, I don't know I keep kind of vacillating between oh I, the collection won't be complete and god they look horrible <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which I don't know which um end I'll end up on um but you know things obviously like that Starro set or uh, some box sets of bigger box sets of figures um I'd be you know probably inclined to either not open those or to have a second set if I want to open them um but I guess yeah I'm basically I am an opener. Now, just a couple of questions to keep the discussion going. First yeah. of all, you know, on that kind of question, that, that what I just mentioned about having another one so that you can open one but keep the packaging, do you ever buy multiples? Justin, do you ever buy multiples so that you can keep one in the package? No, not not me. I think, um, like I said before, I just open to uh, get them in poses. The only thing um, I do, I don't know if this is weird, but the, I... Uh, <laughs> Justin, I, the whole thing's weird. <laughs> we, we collect well, plastic dollies. It's the all weirderest. weird. Uh, weirderest, okay. <laughs> I still keep all the um, the card backs. Oh, that's not weird. But, okay, well, there you go. I'm not weird. Yeah, a lot of people do that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember um, when the card backs for the original Star Wars uh, figures came out. And you'd bring him to school, and it'd be like a trading card system going, yeah, got it, got it, got it, need it, need him, need him. <laughs> you'd bring the card back in and mark them all off. Yeah, I've got him, I got him yesterday, and <laughs> that kind of thing. But I don't throw the card backs out. But um, no, I don't buy multiples. I just uh, sort of buy the one, and that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Andy? 
Uh, the only time I ever bought multiples when I was was when I was armor building, you know, like uh, when I used to collect Star Wars, you know, you couldn't have just one stormtrooper, you had to have an army of them and what have you. So that was the only time I ever, ever bought multiples. But um, no, I, I'm just a one-off everything type of guy. It's funny you mentioned about the card backs there too, Justin, because I had a friend who used to keep all these card backs and he used to actually stick them all in scrapbooks. And, oh, okay. uh, well, that's a good yeah, idea. That was as, yeah, it was as much a part of his collection as the toys themselves. You know, he had these scrapbooks with all these card backs in them going right back. He, he had them going right back to when he was a kid, so he'd been OCD for a long time. So <laughs> he, he had the card back of pretty much every toy he'd ever bought. So. Well, I think that's but, a, good, a good compromise, though, actually, because it is, you know, there is something kind of historical. But I know when I, when I was a kid with my Star Wars figures, I had all the card backs of those for ages i mean i know that they're, they're gone now but i definitely kept all those as a kid because you know you like looking at the back and looking at the other figures that you could collect and you know it's all, all part of the experience that's right exactly yeah no, no it, was, it was good fun going back through them with him but yeah it was, it was quite an interesting idea as i said it was as much a part of his collection as the actual toy so yeah yeah <laughs> i pretty much you know there there are certain things that i'm i can be tempted to buy more than one of um and legion is an example even though it was an expensive piece i mean legion along with aquaman legion of superheroes is my thing and yeah. so that was kind of a no-brainer that look i'm gonna buy a second one of these um so that i can open it I've, i haven't actually the way that it's set up you can actually open it and take the figures out and put it back in so yeah. I've done that with one, and I've never even opened the other one out of the box. But um, it's something I'll definitely hold on to. But you know, I, I, Aquaman figures. I do have some where I have a loose and a carded version of of those. Um, if yeah. they're, you know, they're they're good ones because I, you know, th- but that's that's the Aquaman's probably the only thing outside of Legion where I would deliberately buy a second one to keep one um, on the card. And you know, over time. A lot of those for me gets gets sold anyway, you know. Where you you, you kind of look at it and go, you know, I, I it's not that great. I don't really need two of these. So then you pop it on eBay and and sell it. But you know, generally, I, I'm definitely generally buying with the intent to to open. But it's interesting. And Justin, I know you're different from me in this. You, I know that you get a lot of your figures from the states, and they actually get sent to you loose, don't they? They do. Yeah. I usually get a big box of goodness yep. a couple of times a year. And I know that um, Ben, when he buys his figures from Mike at Mike's Comics and stuff, he gets Mike to open them beforehand. See, I do not like doing that. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather pay a bit more to have it sent so that I can have the packaging and I can open it myself. Yeah, oh, Mike does that. Yeah. yeah, Mike does that for me too, unless I ask him not to, which are a few things I ask him to not do it on, but the majority he does. And more power to him for helping us out and saving oh, us a bit absolutely. of money if we're comfortable with it. So. Absolutely. But I think it's just a kind of interesting, like I don't, uh, like even though I'm opening it, I don't want to not not see the packaging. Yeah. Does that make oh, sense? Yeah. 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 Even though yeah. I've already, by the time I, you know, get it, I've already seen a million other people post it and know exactly what the packaging looks like and <laughs> it's really not a surprise. But for some reason, you know, it has to be something kind of really um yeah, I can't remember the last thing I got him to open for me, so I guess it's just a different preference thing. Yeah, it's um, funny you should say that because the only thing I ever got, I've ever seen uh, DC Universe on card was Wave 5 when it was re 
listed on me. Uh, so, and I had to obviously order that through the, the, those means. But other than that, I've never seen DC Universe figures on cart in hand, I should say. <laughs> so, really? Isn't that interesting? Wow. It is. That is interesting. So mm. I guess now another aspect to it, and I'll start with, with you, Andy, this time. Have you yeah. ever opened something and then regretted it? Never regretted it? Oh, that's an interesting question. Thank you. I um, thought of it myself. <laughs> yeah. No, that is an interesting question. I'm just sitting here thinking. I don't, I don't think I have. I don't <laughs> think I have. Um Put a lot of when I when I started opening my stuff, I, I really went through it all and decided what I wanted to keep on the card and what I needed to free. And um, no, I try not to live with regrets anyway. And um, no, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with everything I've, I've opened. Cool. I, I, I like I like the possibilities that it, it presents with displays. So um, no, no, definitely no regrets. Okay, what about you, Justin? No, no. I mentioned a few weeks ago that uh, that I saw the only regret I have is that I went to Toy R Us and there was about ten Stealth Iron Mans for the original Marvel <laughs> Legends, and I and I just didn't pick them up. <laughs> Wish I still had those on card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a different no. version. That's a different version of the answer to that question. <laughs> it is, but no, nothing I have that I've opened I have okay. uh, regretted at all. Yeah, I get. You know, I guess the reason I ask that question is because. One thing that I do regret is, um, like, I've kept some of my DC Direct box sets. Um, I, I've never opened, like, for example, the um, Silver Age Hawkman and Hawkgirl um, set and the Birds of Prey set. Those are two that just look so good to me. The packaging, I've never, um, you know, been brave enough to open them but um some that i did open were there, there was a whole kind of series of of silver age um sets that were kind of like almost a four size tall and very thin and they had two characters and some set pieces in it like superman and super superboy and supergirl or yeah. cat catwoman and penguin and um sometimes i wish i still had those in the box because the boxes were fantastic they really were mm-hmm. you know so, so nicely detailed and um you know occasionally i i kind of have a twinge of regret of opening those but um that that's probably it for me yeah okay. All right, well, we also uh, went out and asked our friends on the internet what they thought about this, and uh, thank you very much for your feedback. We've had some great feedback to our last few discussion questions since we started doing this, um, so thanks very much to those people that take the time. And um, it was interesting, just we, uh, we started a couple of polls at different places and also um, <clears throat> you know, asked some questions, and definitely the majority of the people out there uh, – said that they were openers. Um, a few people, you know, made jokes like, of course I have to open them or they'd suffocate in there. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, there were some diff- definitely, you know, str- strong views about opening. Um, any, any any that particularly stood out to you guys? Um, well, I, I, sorry. I, I uh, was um, uh, looking at JQ over at Critical Mess. And um, I wish he'd expand on this more, but he said, I just did a panel on this and almost got lynched for daring to leave even some toys in the package. <laughs> I'd like to know what this panel was. Yeah. It sounds fascinating. <laughs> but he said, uh, he said, yeah, he, he's pretty much like me. He, he uh, opens almost every figure. 
He says some just look really nice, and the package and designers really do go all out. Some examples were um, the package SDCC Man Bat from a few years back. Yep. Um, the where was your the jail you saw on the ground is loose, but the variant remains in his roaring, vibrating package. Um, <laughs> his, his, <laughs> his black and white Doctor Who and Dalek two packs look really nice package, while the colour versions are out and on the shelf. So he obviously buys variants of it that he can break out of the packages. Um, and he's just saying there's something nice about seeing a figure in its original packaging. Uh, Migos, uh, sorry, Migos and a few Star Wars figures. I feel an extra bit of nostalgia when I see them, looking like they did when he first saw them as a kid. So, you know, that, that's a that's a fair point. You know, it's just the memories that something like that can spark. Yeah. You know. And and for some things, you know, like Migo is a good example where the packaging itself is so um, iconic. Mm, yeah, that, that yeah. it is a yeah you know, something that like you know for instance um I, I've been holding off on Amigo Aquaman until I can find one in the package um that that doesn't cost a kidney and a, and a liver um yeah. you know, so I'm probably never going to have one but you know I, I've had I've hovered over the bid um button on a number of loose Amigo. Uh, like I'm talking vintage, you know, Mega Aquaman uh, figures over the years, and uh, I've just never been able to pull the trigger because I kind of think, you know, if I'm going to have it, then I want the packaging as well. I want that whole, the whole kit and caboodle there. So I definitely can see that point of view. What about you, Justin? Yeah. Anything from the fan feedback that stood out to you? Yeah, sure. Um, this is over at uh, Critical Mess again. The um, there's a poster by the name of Hyperion who's built a streetscape with uh, DCUC. Um, uh, universe, uh, sorry, universe classics, um, and he just simply states "open." Why? Pretty sure this says why, and then he's posted a photo, um, and he's really taken time and care with his uh, collection, and he's put red tornado, red tornado in some red slinkies. He's got Samurai in the background <laughs> and some yellow slinkies, and yeah, De- definitely the most um, impressive display of the complete. DC Universe classics that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a great photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it gives us a, a picture answer. Points yes. for points for creativity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave Cormier is also um, he's actually got an argument from the other side. He's, he likes to leave most of his figures in the package. He says uh, he feels like out of the package they're never complete. They're just missing part of the overall experience when the packaging is gone. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, nostalgia. He likes looking at the packaging, remembering the time period when they hung on a shelf. So, the nostalgia thing again. Um, and he he likes to hang them on the wall. He just thinks they look better that way. But I notice then he does buy doubles of some figures, so he can open them and display. So, you know, majority of his collection he likes for nostalgic reasons. And you know, the package is part of the toy to him. He doesn't play with them. He states, you know, but. Yeah. Well, the ones that he really wants to have out and have on display, he does get his doubles for that. So. Yeah. I mean, that, that, is that, is a, that is a common, I think, way of displaying. Like, I've seen quite a few pictures of displays where people obviously keep them on the card, but they've got some sort of system where, you know, they stick them on the wall so that you can see them, you know, as, as a group. And that that's a different way of, you know, of doing it. And I could see keeping them on, on the card if you could display them in that way. Um, mm. You know, I... I 
my wife would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, I got some new wallpaper. What do you reckon? <laughs> it's three dimensional. <laughs> you know, on that on that packaging note, um, Steve at Facebook um, said I I opened them though I try to save the packaging flattened. Um, you know, so I, I think probably saving the saving the packaging is a a question that we could have asked you know in there as well. Like you know do do, do you save them of them? I know that that's a common thing. Um, I I recently won a an eBay auction for um, a a member of the action figure blues forum who is in the states and it was an item that was here in australia and um when i uh, uh, he asked me to bid on it for him and send it to him and when i asked you know it was a a, a robotech figure um you know from i guess mid 80s um yeah. and it was on, on the card and i asked you know do you do you want me to send it um as is or do you want it loose and he said oh look i don't i i I keep the artwork like he's going to open and collect the the figure, but he keeps the card. So as long as the card gets here, yeah, safe. Um, so that that's a common thing. Um, okay. But having said that, I had a heart attack when I got it because this person. I, I'm so glad that he got me to bid on it for him, because this person just popped it in a padded envelope oh, with no with no protection and sent it. And, you know, if that had gone overseas, uh, it got to me fine because we were in the same state. Um, so, yeah. you know, the, it got to me, no problem. Um, but, you know, I have to say when I when I picked it up, my heart was in my mouth because I just thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to be ruined. And, what, right. you know, what, what would what were you, what would you think if you if someone bought something like that and it's, you know, a, a fairly nondescript little action figure it's you know obviously it's a collector who's buying it and you've kept it on the card all this time why wouldn't you protect the card mm. yeah. um different note from facebook david from facebook said i grew up with a collector quote unquote who made me feel guilty for even thinking about opening a package which is a form of child abuse in my opinion so now, <laughs> so now i open everything and i don't care who knows it so I read that. He, he's an opener and he's proud. <laughs> um, Cully at Facebook um, says I open them and display them, but I also buy a backup or two that stays sealed up just in case. Cool. Okay. Yes. Yep. Just, just in case. I've seen uh, Master of the Universe collectors do that. They have like um, they have uh, the the new version on card plus the two thousand series plus they'll have like a vintage, okay. a vintage uh, character out of the box in yep. front as well. So yeah, I've seen those um, collections around that look really nice as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, if my, if money and space weren't were an issue, I would love to do that. <laughs> mm. Sure, <laughs> I'll, definitely. I'll, I'll have a loose one and then I'll have a couple just in case. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> All right. Any other bits of feedback out there that jump out at you guys? No, no I'm just reading Big Rod as one here at the moment. He's, he's saying he opens everything and uh, he, he throws his boxes away. He doesn't keep them. He's saying not all his figures actually make it back home from the store before they're freed. So he's, he's, he's a very keen opener, this boy. Hopefully not, not while driving. The Action Figure Blues does not recommend opening your figures while driving. No, like, no. And if you do and you have an accident, don't sue us. Okay, just... You know, yeah. no, I found that quite amusing, you know. Get it back to the car. Oh, I've got it in my head! 
<laughs> but, um, we all, we all, and anyone that goes to Action Figure Blues knows that Raj likes to um, play with his figures, and he does oh, yeah. all his little photographic wrestling matches and everything. So oh. uh, it all makes sense that he's he's very much a big opener. Absolutely. Yeah. You see, I see a few people that have said you know things that specific pieces of their collection, like for instance, Rocco at Critical Miss he says I have a, a mint on card, unpunched card, superpowers Captain Marvel. That's one of the centerpieces of my collection. You know, and so obviously you know things like that. Um, I can totally see why you wouldn't want to open them. Um, or Ben, in, in fact, has you know chimed in and said that he opens everything, but then pieces that. Um, he doesn't have space to display, um, like the McFarlane King Conan on Throne. He'll keep in the box, um, which is a, a an understandable thing. Yep. He just brought that up and rubbed it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one and you don't. <laughs> statues is another thing. You know, we really just touched on action figures, and you know, statues is another thing altogether. Because, of course, for me, anyway, as a statue collector, you really have to keep the packaging because okay. it's the only way to pack it up without breaking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that creates a storage issue of its own because some of the boxes that come in are very big. <laughs> Yeah. Still, I guess you must panic a little bit when you have to move house. Well, yeah, I've only done it once, um, mm. and it was. I have to say, actually, though, that you know, having packed up all my action figures, which involved, you know, kind of wrapping each one individually and then putting it in a bigger bag to keep it safe, and packing up a statue, I'd rather pack up statues. Yeah, sure. it's actually yeah. easier than than that. As long as you know that issue that we talked about right at the very beginning, that you know how to put it back in. <laughs> but I've actually with the bigger, I mean, with a, a bust or something, it's not really an issue. But with your bigger pieces, or it gets something like a sideshow premium format, which usually, you know, comes in quite a few pieces, that can be quite difficult. But I've actually gotten into the habit now of once I open up the styrofoam before I take the statue out, I take a photo. So that, you know, I can go back to it. But, um, yeah, it is a, they're actually easier really to pack up than figures are, but it is still, it can be a big job just to kind of lugging it all around. But that's a, that's a different issue from, from the to open or not to open discussion. And, uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of it. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks again to everybody who contributed to that. It's really, um, added a lot to the last few discussions with the, yeah. the f- feedback from people out on the web. So whether you listen to the podcast and contribute because of that or contribute just because you're interested, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, with that, we'll wrap that up and we will be back in a moment with some closing comments before we finish. Beware the mutant seeking Sentinel. Target identified. Mutant apprehended. Mix it up, big boy. My adamantine claws will get rolled back. I've always had trouble with man. My optic blast will give him trouble. Firing projectile arm. Now, Sentinel, you will be defeated. Sentinel robot playset and X-Men action figures, each sold separately. Well, just before we finish up tonight, I thought I would just mention very briefly that next episode we are turning 10. 
Yay! Right. Uh, so we're going to be in double digits. Very exciting. And so we thought we would do something a little bit different. Justin's actually in the break just named it the Super Happy Mega Fun Show. Um, <laughs> so we'll see if that sticks. Uh, but n- next week, you know, do, do have a listen because we'll all be here in some form. Um, and we're all going to take part and we will... Uh, do things a little bit differently. We're going to have some extended uh, segments. We're all going to have a go at Toy of the Week, and we're going to have a very interesting discussion topic, which we will seek your feedback on during the week. So do come back for Episode 10 and help us celebrate double digits together. It's going to be exciting, isn't it, boys? It'll be definitely exciting. The Super Happy Mega Fun Show. Yeah. <laughs> just, just makes me small thinking about it. <laughs> cool. Well, <laughs> that brings us to the end of episode number nine of the Action Figure Blues podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Now, just a, a few bits and pieces of administrivia before we go. You'll be able to download future episodes of the podcast and past ones as well by going to actionfigureblues.com and clicking on the podcast tab or by subscribing at iTunes. If you do go to iTunes, please take the time to leave us a positive rating and review. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, you might like to check out the reviews and articles there and perhaps visit some of our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Big Bad Toy Store, and PopCulture.com who help keep the site running. When we're not podcasting or blogging or doing other assorted hobby-related activities, you can find all of us on the Action Figure Blues forum at afbforum.com. And while we're there, just to confuse things, I post as Andy, (laughs) Andy posts as FB, and Justin posts as Night Owl. It's a long story. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you with any comments or suggestions for future toys of the week or red cards or discussion topics. And you can do it all by emailing podcast at actionfigureblues.com or by joining the AFB forum and telling us there. You can also follow Action Figure Blues on Twitter at AFBlues and like the Action Figure Blues page on Facebook at facebook.com slash actionfigureblues. Well, by the skin of our teeth, we have made it to the end of episode number nine. Well done, boys. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much. It was good fun tonight. It was, yes, it was good fun tonight. And please do come back for the super happy mega fun show in episode number 10. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Bye. 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 You are listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number nine, brought to you by actionfigureblues.com. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... <laughs> Sorry, oh, my phone's ringing. <laughs> I think that I'll be back in a sec. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't win. Okay, in three. Oh, wait, we're doing five, four, three, and then silent twos and ones. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, they're meant to be silent.
stay there. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even so want I'm to know who terminated. you're talking to then. <laughs> I'm just getting my Terminator pictures ready and I hit too many buttons. Okay. <laughs> I went into a button pressing frenzy. Oh, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> And in five. Wait, who am I, to, who am I going to first? We're going to go to Andy first because you just did Toy of the Week. Okay. Okay? Is that fair? Beautiful. That's fine. Such a caring, sharing bunch. <laughs> Shut up and get on with it. I was going to say it almost makes you <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We, we'd love to hear from you with any comments or suggestions for future Toys of the Week. Uh, whose dog is that? <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> By the way, saying you've never heard me say a, a bad word before, what, did, what about fuck Shang-Chi? <laughs> Haven't you listened to... That was one of the ones I couldn't download. Oh, dude. Yeah, you wouldn't be saying that if you heard that episode. (laughs) (laughs)